welcome Deb up here who's bringing the Word this morning. Come on up, Deb. I'm going to pray for you really quick. I'm just going to pray that we can prepare, prepare our hearts to receive this exciting Word this morning. So Father, we just thank You for Deb. We thank You for what You've planted and revealed to her, Lord. We thank You for the teaching gift that You've given her, Father. And so in this place this morning, Lord, we pray that we would receive the seed of Your Word, Father. For those who would join us online, that there'd be a good deposit, Lord, that grows into a great harvest, Heavenly Father. Your Word is so beautiful, Lord. And so if there's something that doesn't fit with what we believe, we pray that Your Word would reign supreme in our lives, Father, that the truth of Your Word will kick everything else out, that it will bring healing where it's needed, Father. And we thank You that You've given these words to Deb to speak over us today, Father. We just acknowledge what You want to do in this place and we say yes and amen. Amen. Thanks, Deb. Put your hands together, guys. Welcome her. Hello and welcome. Um, just in the worship time there, I felt the Lord say to me, I will have my way. And it was a very, I will have my way. So let's agree with that, Lord. We agree for your way and not our way, even if it's messy to us because We don't have the whole picture, Lord. We agree. Have your way, Lord. We want to go with your way. And I felt like he um, was just showing me that, you know, every person in this room, you have gifts from the Lord. And what he wants today is he wants everyone's gifts to be released into the room. Because we tend to hold them and hide them and not admit we have them. And... What he'd love is for those gifts to be released so that oh, so that the room is filled with them and you are blessing oh, and you are imparting your gift to others. And in particular, he wants to impart a gift of faith. So let's just pray with that. So Lord, we agree and we thank you, God, that you have given all of us gifts, gifts of grace, Lord. And so we agreed to release them today. We release them into this room today, Lord. And we pray, Lord, for a huge increase in faith to come upon people in this room. We pray this in Jesus' name. I just need a sec because I just need to take my shoes off. (laughs) It'll take a sec. I tend to find every time I speak that one more weird fact about me comes out. And so that can be today's. I actually buy shoes with Jesus. And so um, it's a lot of fun. And um, just a little heads up on that. He has expensive taste, I found, more expensive than mine. So he's bumped me into a new category. But today it's a no-shoes day. I think it's because the Lord is holy The Lord's holy. So today, I really believe that there's going to be some resolution for some. There's going to be some healing for some. 
and there's going to be some reconciliation for some. And with the word reconciliation, I'm referring to reconciliation within yourself because sometimes we're at war with ourselves and reconciliation with the Lord. Now, one day, about a decade ago, I was at church and I took our kids to kids' church. This is when they were little, in early primary, kindy age. And when I went in, I saw a boy already sitting on the mat. I think there's a mat in every kids' church, isn't there? And he was sitting cross-legged on the mat all by himself. He was about seven and his face just gripped me. I was looking at a boy who was the same age, the same size as one of my own sons. He even had the same straight blonde hair, but he was sick. And his face was gray and his skin was covered in eczema. And I saw in him as though he was my own son. And my heart just broke for this child, this precious, innocent child, just sitting on the floor alone and so vulnerable and just in need of health. And I felt like I could see right into his little heart. I knew the pain in his life. I wasn't being triggered. I was experiencing the father's heart for his son. And I was captivated. I was so captivated by his face. And I went back into church knowing I would never forget his face. And then about a year later, I was at a prayer and healing service to pray for people. And I was asked to pray healing for a boy. And I knew immediately it was the same child from a whole year before. And I found myself just automatically turning to the pastor and saying, he's going to be healed. There was no, he could be, it was, he's going to be. And so we went and prayed for him with his parents and he was healed. He never had eczema return again. And his parents came to see me later on, weeks later, and then his grandparents came to see me months later because it was just that impacting for the whole family. All the creams, all the medications, all could be ceased. God heals and we need it. Now, my life has been one where not only have I and my family had significant health challenges, I've also been involved in praying for many, many people. And I've seen miraculous healing where people on death's door have lived. My own son's life has been saved miraculously two times. My father lived after being on life support. But I've also suffered the pain of the loss, the sadness and the chronic ongoing sickness around me as well. And I've travelled through being angry with the Lord when I wasn't seeing healing and I'll save you that journey. It takes you nowhere real fast in a really wrong direction. The truth is that God is the only true healer. He is the ultimate healer because not only is he our healer, but he is God. 
Now, this sounds simple, but it's really profound because there is no alternative person or thing that can heal you like the Lord. In the start of the Bible, in Genesis, God reveals himself first as the creator, God all-powerful. And it's not until later on in Exodus, the next book, in Exodus 15, 26, that he reveals himself as Jehovah Rapha. At this time, before this point, the Lord had been performing miracles and he'd taken the Israelites out of captivity from Egypt. He'd saved them from slavery. And they had travelled for three days with no water and then they found some. But it was bitter and they couldn't drink it. So Moses prayed to God and the Lord healed the water. It was purified and life-giving. And then in Exodus 15, 26, the Lord said, I am the Lord that heals you. In Hebrew, this word is Jehovah Rapha. We use that sometimes. Now, Jehovah actually comes from the word Hava, which means to become known. And Jehovah means the existing one Lord. So it indicates that God the Lord, who started as our creator, that he reveals himself increasingly to us. Rapha, the second part of this name, means to heal. Not our version of to heal. It means to restore, to make full of health, to restore to its original state. So we have God the creator in Genesis who created the world and people and he did a perfect job. After everything, he declared it was good. He did a great job. Then we have him revealing himself to be the one who restores us to our original created state. So God created each of us here in this room and boy, he did a good job. It was good. After every one of us was born, he will have declared it was good. And he has a calling and a name over each of us. He has a time over us. I love time because the Lord works in time. He has a time over you. You were born in this time because this is where you fit. This is your place with a design and a purpose. But with life, with brokenness, with sin, with free will, with evil against us, there's sickness. And you will have experienced that there are things happening all the time that are not the Lord's will. And God reveals here, he is the God that restores us back to our created state in him. So Jehovah Rapha is the name God used when we're referring to physical healing, emotional healing, mental healing and spiritual weariness, healing for that. He is our healer, but he's not just a healer. He is God all-knowing and God all-powerful because he is all God. So in Psalm 103 verses 2 to 5, it says, 
Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The all God. He has a lot. And he has all the true benefits we could want. He forgives our sins and he heals all our diseases. He redeems us, satisfies desires, and our youth is renewed. Renew means to be made new again into who we have always been designed to be as God's beautiful creation. And that will involve physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual healing. We can be excited about the new thing that God's doing. We've been saying he's doing something new and it is brand new, but it is realigning us and the world into what the Lord originally designed and promised for us. But the problem is that because we don't realise or we realise that God is Jehovah Rapha, but we come from this limited place. We actually come with a limited perspective, us humans. And I feel like there's some people and you're living in this limited place, like um, just boxed in, like you can't even move your, move your arms out. You feel like your needs are not being met. You can't see how there could ever be help and healing for you. There just seems to be no provision. And we come from this place of having to function with limits on the earth, don't we? We learn this. Now, if you've ever had small children, mine were A plus at these things, you will have experienced a child coming up to you with their face covered in chocolate. And when you say to them and ask them about it, they will tell you adamantly, I needed that. Like they, they could have died if they didn't put that chocolate in their mouth. That's how much they needed it. Or you'll have gone to the shops and you ha- will have had your toddler screaming because they have to have that toy. Their very life depends on that new toy coming and they have to have it. It is definitely a need. Now, as parents, we tend to say, no, you don't need that. And we teach them sometimes, don't we, that that's actually a want. But to the child, the need and the want are the same thing. But then we grow up and we become accustomed to our surroundings and the limits and we learn to manage money. Well, hopefully we learn to manage money and our needs. And we grow up learning what's a need, what's a want, and we shouldn't waste So we forget then too that actually, I think we tend to think that as we grow up and become adults, then we start to know everything, you know, because we'll always know more. So we tend to forget that we actually only know a limited amount of information. We can easily see the overt, the physical, emotional, sometimes the spiritual, but we don't see it all, in fact. We only have a small portion of information that we're aware of. Now, where the problem lies is that we view God with that limited approach. 
When we look at him and think of him, we bring that same limitations. We come to him with our infected leg and we want healing and we just pray for that one thing. That's all I need. If I just got my leg right, I can get on with life and I'll be right. And then if we don't see that healed, we get angry. We get disappointed. After all, I only asked for this one thing, God. I'm only asking for just that, and you didn't do it. We think of God in this limited way. We tend to think of getting help, medical treatment, as an either-or. And so then we can get into this thing of, oh, I need to get medical treatment. Do I not have enough faith? Am I not trusting God? We tend to get linear in our thinking. And once you get into that space where we view God with limits, we can really descend into a place where we think, well, maybe he's not the healer. Or we can go further with that and say, or maybe he is the healer, but it's because it's for me. I'm the problem. So in this limited thinking, we're actually forgetting the truth, that God is the only true healer. He's taking us on a journey of restoration back to our our originally wonderfully created self. So when we get that medical treatment, we might need that organ cut out, and you'll think, wow, the symptoms are gone, I'm so much better. But God's view is now you need a new organ because you're not whole. We think, oh, I gave in and I had surgery because I didn't have enough faith. The Lord said, I provided that for you to take those symptoms away, to keep you going. But we're still in this together, you and me, and we're going for wholeness. We're going for total healing. So the good news then is that God doesn't come from the limited view. He comes from a position of abundance. So in Romans eleven thirty-three to 36, the doxology says... Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has ever known the mind of the Lord? Who has been his counsellor? Hmm, I think we might have all tried to be his counsellor. Who has ever given to God that God should repay him? Ooh, we tend to live that way too. I'm owed this, God. For from him and through him and for him are all things to him be the glory. Amen. John 10.10 says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Not just a little bit, the full. So God knows everything. He has everything in mind because he's not limited. He knows everything. And he knows everything that you need and more. And he has all of you and every part of us that requires healing in his mind. We come for the infected leg, but he's aware of 10,000 other things we need too. And he desires complete wholeness for us. That's what he paid for on the cross. Complete reconciliation, complete redemption and healing. 
God's on a page and it's titled Abundant. Unlimited resources of every good thing. We've got to get this perspective when it comes to the Lord and what he provides. We've got to get on his page, see him as Jehovah Rapha, the only true healer, that he wants wholeness for us, complete healing and righteousness, that he has abundant resources for you to live an abundant life, that he offers infinite grace. His love is enormous. He offers all the fruit of the Spirit, not just one. Healing comes in through his grace and his work on the cross. The cross is so critical. He doesn't come from a place of what do you need? We come for the infected leg. He's not responding to us with what do you need in that limited way. He comes from a place of what do you need plus a whole lot more. His love is so extravagant and he just wants to pour it on you in a lavish way so that it actually just makes a mess and spills everywhere else. It's like he gets excited and he would pour um, your drink for you, but he would just pour it until it's overflowing and it's just spilling all over the kitchen. And he doesn't care that it gets all sticky because he's so excited about just how much that he has for you. In Matthew 14, Jesus does a miracle to feed the 5,000. He takes five loaves of bread, two fish, and he manages to multiply this out so that all the people are fed, 5,000 men plus women and children. It's incredible. And we stop there. But what else? There were 12 baskets left over, fish and bread, perishable food. It would go bad in the day. There was no one wanting it. They didn't want it even because they had their fill. It was going to completely go to waste. But that's the Lord demonstrating just what he has. Lord, would you renew our minds so that we can think and see like you do, God. So what about then when we don't see healing? As people here, you have prayed this. You've hoped for it, long periods, and you're in the pain of not seeing healing, and it hurts, and it can be so disappointing, and it's hard not to be angry. I've had it too. And I know the pain of not seeing healing. I know the grief and the loss. I know the frustration of those questions of why God? Back to the beginning, the story I told you about the boy that was healed. There's a backstory. I believe that God said to me that my kids would be healed like that. And at that time of praying for him, I hadn't seen that. We'd had huge progress, great gains in their health. It cost an absolute fortune in time, energy, money, all the things. And it was great to see their health, you know, a fair bit better. But we hadn't seen the miracle wholeness of the Lord. And the pain of that is still there to a degree. About six years ago, I met with and prayed for my friend's father. 
He was dying from a disease and it was at the point where he could no longer swallow. And he wanted to take communion with me as I prayed for him, but he couldn't take communion anymore. And, you know, my friend had really stepped out in faith to ask me to do that. It was a big deal. And her mum, you know, allowed me into the house and and that was a big deal. And so we believed that the Lord would heal him and we prayed. And then I went to his funeral. And I know there's people sitting right here and you've done that too. There's loss and there's grief and there's questions. That question of why can be so consuming. And this is the answer that I've come to. I've spent time on this one. This is the answer I've got to. I don't know. I don't know. I know that we live where heaven's resources are available and Jesus has paid the price for us to have it. Holy Spirit's in us and we want it. So we should have it. But often we don't. We're not yet in heaven where there's no lack and nothing less than just being caught up with the Lord. So we have it, but we don't see it all the time. And the problem with getting caught in that why... Why didn't I get healed? That problem with that is that we're focusing on a question we can't answer and we're sitting in the unsettled place. I think sometimes God does answer that question and we go on to be healed and sometimes he doesn't answer us. So at the same time as the why question, we need to sit with what we do know. We don't understand everything, but there are things that we do know. We know that God is the healer. We know that he is on about complete healing. We know he is abundant. And that when we pray, we have seen miracles. And all of that is in his word. We know that because it's in his word. And here, in this place, we have seen people healed. About 18 months after the funeral of my friend's father... My own father had a huge heart attack and he was on life support. And if you've been in that space, you know they do a thing where they help bring you out of needing to be on life support. You're meant to wake up as they do what they do. And he wasn't waking up. And they have their statistics and the time frame had run out and we're into the 2% you know, basically doesn't happen. And we were being prepped for many days there by the doctors to turn off that machine. And you'll know what it's like in that room if you've been in. You see the person and they're there and it's very obvious that they're still there with a heart beating and breathing because of that machine that they're hooked onto. And the person's not really there. In our case, anyway, he wasn't there. Now, I believe that if we didn't pray for healing through that week, he wouldn't be here today. And as I drove home one night, it was a Thursday night, and I was planning what I would say to his funeral. 
I was working that out because I thought to myself, my next phone call is going to be that he's died. And instead, the next phone call that I received was, he's awake, he is present, and he is completely lucid and in his right mind. And he came out of hospital with zero secondary effects that you get from what he had gone through. I believe that if we didn't pray for that boy that looked like my son, he'd probably still be very unwell and grey with sickness. So while we wrestle with what, not knowing why God, we can't let it stop us. It can't stop us for praying for healing and seeing it happen in another space. We know the truth of the Lord in his word. He is the healer and we need him. He is where we get our healing from and we go to him. There's people here and you've got so much pain. You're so caught up with the issue that God didn't heal that it's caused you to decide that he doesn't heal. It's caused you to decide that he heals others but he won't heal me. And you need healing of this today. Lord, we pray for that right now in this moment. Those that have that pain, we declare over them, Lord, it is not because it's you that you haven't seen healing. In the name of Jesus, it is not because it's you. He loves you. He is for you. He is your healer God. He is your healer God. The Lord knows suffering well. He is with you. And he showed me this week that when you are going through something really hard and you are being attacked or you are being tortured, that he doesn't stand there and watch like a witness. He doesn't stand there and watch his child go through that. He comes in because he is part of you. He is in you and he takes it for you. He comes in and he takes that attack as though it's only him. He doesn't watch. He's not third person. He's first person in that situation. And even when you've left yourself, he doesn't leave you. He's there the whole time. And he wants to take that pain for you. Just this week, I was facing some significant pain and I went for a walk to the Lord and this was my prayer. This will encourage you. I need your help, God. That's enough. If you think i got to know what to pray, that's enough. I said, help me, God. Please help me. I need you to look after me. And he does. So the truth is, our whole life with Jesus is actually a journey into healing and wholeness. That's our whole life. We as Christians... We say as Christians that we follow Jesus. Jesus is Jehovah Rapha. So our whole lives we are following Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals into complete healing and wholeness through the restoration of us to who we were originally designed to be. We tend to think of this healing as an isolated issue. We have a problem, we want it fixed. I have this issue, I want it healed. And we don't see that we are forever learning, growing and being healed. 
We have been made righteous by God and we learn to walk that out. Now back with those Israelites in Exodus, when God first revealed himself as Jehovah Rapha, he just saved them. Then they embarked on a journey to the promised land. That's you. They did this journey with Jehovah Rapha from that point, the God who heals. And he journeyed them through their lives to the promised land where they were healed and made whole as they went along. Someone needs to hear that today. The Lord will heal you as you go along. You're not out. You're in. You're in with the Lord. You've got a leader and you're following him. And as you go, you'll be healed and made whole. You're not out of the game. You're with the Lord. You can keep going and he's going to heal you as you go along. Those examples we see in the Gospels... We think of them in a limited way. Wow, that person got healed. That's so cool. Physical healing. The lady comes to Jesus who'd been bleeding for 12 years. She just kept getting worse despite all her efforts. And she thought, if I just touch his cloak, I'll be healed. And she was. And we think, wow. But if we sit with that just a little bit more, it wasn't just physical healing. Jesus looked into her eyes and he said to her who she was. He reinstated her identity. He healed her physically. And the healing that she needed physically meant she was unclean and out of her community. She was isolated. She couldn't work and therefore she had no provision. All of that in a moment got sorted out for wholeness for her life, not just bleeding to stop. We're saved by Jesus. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's the God who heals. We're on this journey of discipleship. We are following him and we're following our leader into healing. So with all this in mind, we come to Father God. We come to Jehovah Rapha. We come for wholeness healing. We come to him, our true healer. He knows all the details, all that you need, and he shows you the road to go down for healing. He shows you where to go. We can trust him that he's walking us into righteousness and peace and wholeness. And we can trust his way for healing. That's why here we pray for miraculous healing. We pray as intercessors over long periods. And we encourage you and me to do the work of walking faithfully day by day with the Lord where there is this incremental, beautiful, gradual healing as well. We will follow whatever the Lord says for healing. We don't have a formula. We follow what the Lord says for each one of us. We come to God. He's our true healer. We seek his way. We seek his benefits. The storehouses of heaven of the unlimited, abundant God. We come to him and we say, 
God of mercy, God of grace, Jehovah Rapha, have your way of healing into wholeness in us. Is that what you want? You want wholeness? You want healing? Then you know who to follow. Every day, step by step, you follow Jesus. And you might need to take a step today to agree with that. What's that step for you to agree with that? I'm just going to read to you a little bit of journaling that I did. And even if you need to move and come down and hang out at the front here, um, do that at any point. You can do that as I'm reading. You can do that as we sing. Just make a move to express that you want to follow Jesus. I feel like the Lord says, diminish your ways of seeing things. Diminish your ways. For the time is near. It is now to have my ways fulfilled in your life. No more coming unto me for the things that slaves want to know. It's time to partake in the beauty of my presence. Be caught up with heaven there. For I am the way, the truth and the life. Come to me today and have. Have. Drink from the well of opportunity, my dear child. Come. For I have come to show you the very things that I have in store for you. Come with me. Come to the free-flowing river of resource. There are resources that are beyond your wildest desires. And these resources don't fit with the norm because you don't need the norm. You need the things that are not supplied and cannot be supplied even by the greatest treasury here on earth. And these are the things I want to give you. It is time for you to move on these things. Have my way in your life. Enter in, church, with thanksgiving to do away with the old ways. And Lord, we give you thanks for your way. Lord, we give you thanks that you know the way. We give you thanks that the way that you have is good and it is the best. And so we want to lay down now our agenda where we tell you what to do, God. We're sorry for telling you what to do and how to do it. Lord, we want to submit and surrender our lives to your care. To your care. And we thank you, Lord, that we can surrender our lives to you safely because you care. You love. You are kind. You are good. 
and you are Jehovah Rapha. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Thank you that you are this good to us. Thank you that we just follow you. We just let you be the lead and we just follow you, Jesus. We just be followers of Jesus each day. Each day we follow, we take more steps with you, Jesus, even when it's black, even when it's dark, even when it's barren, even when it's screaming hopelessness, you are there and we follow you, Jesus, each day through to the promised land with you, God. Thank you, Lord.